Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely hump day. I love a good hump day. I love a good hump day. Your hair's got a little hump going on right now. You got a little high pony situation. You you did it today, which is impressive. I you know what? This is actually a pony that was done on Friday. <laughs> but the girl slicked it back so good, honey. She's reusing it till I film tomorrow for the show that we're on. I just oh the CW. Yeah, I was filming there last night. I know, cutie. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. I like when uh, friends look out for friends and get opportunities. Um, I guess I just didn't notice your hair yesterday. I was very tired. I don't remember a lot of yesterday. Listen, you had a crazy week. You killed it if you missed it on Wendy Williams. I can't get over it. I'm still a little bit jet lagged. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were in five states in four days. I was. It's like a lot. let's like let's point. Th- You're also planning an entire wedding. Which I have an update. Tell me. We uh, heard from our wedding planner. No, so our wedding planner. We have a couple of them, and, and they're fantastic. But planning a wedding in a foreign country is wild. I can't imagine. And all the things that we love so much about Mexico are also all of the things that we hate. Because we love that they're laid back, they're on their own schedule. It's like sort of like, I know it's not an island, but it feels a little bit like island time, right? And that's great. Unless you're planning things and trying to get things done on timeline. And then it drives you crazy. And every single time you reach out, they're like, oh, we're busy today. It's a holiday. I'm like, how many holidays do you have in Mexico? In the middle of the week, I love it. Uh, But no, we had a really fantastic Zoom uh, with uh, the woman who's handling all of our florals and flatware and like the actual decor of the wedding. And she sort of nailed it. And we have a couple tweaks to make. Uh, She's like, you have until April. Once April 1st hits, you can't change anything. We're like, well. You better believe we're going to change things up until that last day. Oh, yeah. It's your wedding. Of course. And I'm very type A. Yeah. There's that. But we're super, super excited. You can't wait um, uh, to to head down there and get married in June. It's going to come faster than you think. Honestly, I don't know how we're already at Thanksgiving. I know. Next week is Thanksgiving. Well, I'll be honest. I was so excited about the holidays two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, I think I'm so tired and overwhelmed right now that I'm like, I don't really want to do the holidays anymore. I'm sure it'll change. It'll change I, I once you to... start getting the tree out. You'll yeah. be like, I went to, we're furniture shopping. For your so new we went place. Into this. <gasps> Super exciting. Ooh, we went into this really nice furniture store and they're already decked out for Christmas. Ikea. And it was so cozy. West Elm. <laughs> no, West Elm's great. And it was so cozy. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I love it. I'm ready to do Christmas. We got a really fancy rug at West Elm last year, shortly before we got our puppy. And your partner, Lisa, said, I would roll up the rug until the dog is totally potty trained and then bring the rug back out if you care about it. And they're like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. We should have rolled up the rug because we're ready to go buy another replacement already a year yeah. later. So uh, just a little bit of a little pro tip for you. Yeah. 
Uh, we do have a fantastic show coming up for you today. Uh, we've got B. Scott on the program. Uh, can't wait to talk to them about all the really cool things they're doing uh, over at BET uh, as we continue uh, honoring our trans brothers and sisters during Trans Awareness Week. We have some really great guests coming up the rest of the week as well that we'll tell you about a little bit later on. But right now, it's time for news on the beat. All right, honey. Well, the FDA is considering whether to expand the emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine to include booster shots for all adults. A CDC advisory panel is set to meet Friday to discuss the same thing. However, some states aren't waiting for official sign-offs to start the process. Arkansas, California, Colorado, New Mexico, and West Virginia have all expanded eligibility for COVID-19 booster shots to everyone 18 and older six months after their second dose. The Biden administration also plans to purchase 10 million doses of Pfizer's experimental antiviral COVID-19 pill, the pill known as Paxlovid has been shown by Pfizer to significantly reduce hospitalization and death from COVID-19. It's not FDA authorized yet, but the drug maker says it will seek approval soon. Pfizer also sent a licensing agreement allowing broader global access to the pill. All right, it is Trans Awareness Week and we are trying to share as many stories and really talk about how you can protect our trans youth these stories are heartbreaking. Students at Berlin High School in Berlin, Wisconsin, walked out of class to protest the police and school response after their transgender classmate reported being sexually assaulted multiple times in the boys' bathroom earlier this month. The student, who has remained anonymous, said other boys cornered him in the bathroom and forced him to lift up his shirt and pull down his pants. He said this isn't the first time he was attacked, but that he was afraid to come forward at first. After he finally reported the bullying to the school, which contacted the police, Berlin police concluded that no assault had taken place. However, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. But God. students are demanding immediate action to make the school safer. Dozens participated in the walkout, carrying signs, pride flags, and shouting trans lives. Why are matter. adults such trash? I don't know. There's so many problematic adults in this country. It's devastating. It's full of hatred. Yeah. Yes. Mm. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be a high of 57 in New York, a high of uh, 72 in Vegas, 70 in L.A., 84 in Palm Springs, 81 in Miami, 45 in Seattle, 63 in Baltimore, 63 in Cleveland, 84 in Cathedral City, and 84 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. What lies before you and what lies behind you are tiny matters compared to what lies within you. I love that. past doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter. What you've got inside does. It's all that matters. Mm. All right. The Swifties are out for Jake Gyllenhaal again. And we're talking about what they're doing as they're taking it to TikTok. Coming up next. So this story is so fascinating to me. So when I was on the Wendy Williams show Monday, one of the conversations we had was about Taylor Swift's 10-minute performance mm-hmm. on SNL Saturday night, where she essentially, without really saying his name, dragged Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, so they dated like 10 years ago, briefly. She was like seven. I mean, I don't know, she was really, really young. She was like 21 or something at the yeah. time, right? And um, when they when they split, his reasoning was that she was just too young for him. Okay, he's 10 years older than she is. Well, his current girlfriend, by the way, is 15 years younger than he is. So apparently that wasn't fully true. Uh, people have thoughts about this, though. Because of this performance, now her fans are coming after Jake Gyllenhaal. There's also a major, major uh, question being raised. Where's the scarf she left in his home? Because apparently she left a scarf and never got it back 10 years ago. He might still have it. Where's the scarf? She wants it. People are wondering. 
I said, how fun would it be if like Maggie Gyllenhaal showed up on a red carpet wearing the scarf? Oh my God, wait. I haven't thought about Maggie Gyllenhaal and actually forgot Maggie and Jake were brother and sister until literally right well, this moment. Well, Gyllenhaal is like Smith. It's a pretty common last name. Is it? No. Okay. You, sure. Are you insane? <laughs> no, Michaela Goldfarb, it's not. So, social media has uh, TikTokers especially uh, questioning and reassessing their relationships with older men. Uh, and a lot of these are going viral. They say they can relate, right? Uh, and <laughs> this is iconic. This is I int- hate love TikTok. Okay, so what do you love about this? Because you are you are a TikTok girl. Like, why do you think this is is taking off on TikTok right now? Because it's the most relatable thing ever. Mm. Like anybody that's dated an older man probably has experienced these feelings all too well. Hello, it's the most relatable breakup anthem ever. Okay, so well, um, listen, I, I I I think I need you to tread lightly. Because I am almost 10 years older than my partner. Okay. okay so I, I okay. am the older man. Mm-hmm. I hear this. You're with an older man as well. Her name is Lisa. <laughs> Daddy Lisa. Yes. She has she has some man energy, some man vibes sometimes. Yeah, she's got this masculinity going. Um, but I, listen, the, some of these TikToks, though, were interesting to me because, I, I, I don't know, I, I struggle with TikTok sometimes. I think that it's great that the younger generation can express themselves on TikTok, but I also think it's really problematic that they get their information from TikTok. And to drag Jake Gyllenhaal for ending a relationship with Taylor Swift a decade ago feels a little bit like, one, Taylor, why aren't you over it? You've had multiple relationships since then. So that that's a little bit concerning to me. And two, her fans are wild. They're like the beehive. Like they're kind of insane. They're insane. So, but, you know, here's the thing. She's known, and you know this, if you date Taylor Swift, since tears on her guitar, honey, you're getting a song written about you mm. if you do her dirty. So you know that when you join the the Swifty Club. And also, look, as a singer, my best songs come from truth. Mm. Also, I think it's kind of clever, and I think it's funny that for viewers of the same generation as Taylor Swift, the video is really effective because rather than being a song written by a 21-year-old about a recent breakup, it's a reimagining written and directed by her 31-year-old self. And the film ends with Swift replacing the lead role. Um, and she's talking to herself, which I think is great. She's literally taking it on now as a 31-year-old woman. Mm. Changed well, it. Well, the younger like, okay. version of her uh, had Stranger Things actor Sadie Sink playing her as a 19-year-old, uh, 21-year-old, whatever. Um, this is really fascinating to me. And the interesting thing about Taylor Swift is that, yeah, she's going to write a song about every single person that she comes across in her life, relationship-wise. Um, but she's at a phase now where I think in some weird way what happened with Scooter Braun and her masters and her music mm-hmm. that she had to end up like fighting for and buying back or, or, or re-recording, I guess, um, it's actually, she's she's really playing, it's playing into her favor. She's re-recording the same music now and tweaking some of it. She doesn't have to come up with new music ever. Ever she's, again. Keep re- every 10 years, she'll re-record the same songs. And I think it's sort of like the Sex in the City reboot. Yeah. Where we watched 30-year-olds live their lives. Now we're seeing 50-year-olds. And now we're watching 50-year-olds. And it's still extremely relatable. And actually, you feel closer to them because we saw yes. them in their 30s. And this is really fascinating. I'm actually going down a bit of a rabbit hole here. And Taylor Swift is a genius now. Because also, to re revisit your music every 10 years or so and to tweak it 
based on where you are currently in your life, yes. it brings an entire new meaning. Yes. There are songs I'm well, sure. Well, there's ways that she's taking her power back in all too yes. well. Because at the end of the video, she replaces Sadie Sink and she's her 31 year old self mm-hmm. and she sort of takes her power back. Mm-hmm. She's like, girl, stop doing the dishes while he's at the party emotionally removing himself. Mm-hmm. I'm here now. What's a song to you? Like, what, what have you. Do you have a breakup song? Do you have a song that in the past you've listened to like on repeat when you're going through something, maybe not even a breakup, maybe just something really emotional? You know mine was Daniel Bedingfield, Gotta Get Through This, this. years ago. My first, first boyfriend. I don't know if he calls me his boyfriend. He was my boyfriend for a month. His name was Kai. Oh my God, do you know what song? Okay, I'll tell you what it was. (gasps) Oh, I listened to this song. I should just stop talking now. I'm going to stop telling my story. No, tell your story. Tell (laughs) it and then I'll tell you. Kyle broke my heart. And I listened to Daniel Bedingfield, Gotta Get Through This, on repeat as I drove to my grandfather's funeral, which he did not attend because he had to get a free CD at Axis Nightclub in Columbus, Ohio on a Friday night and couldn't bother. Yeah. So there was that. Okay. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, He's a full-on bear daddy now. No, we don't He's miss not him. nearly as cute as he used to be. All right, my song that I listened to on repeat, I was like 19, mm-hmm. was Goodbye Lover. Which, Do you remember that? that song? Goodbye, my almost lover. Goodbye, my only friend. Should have known that? you would leave me heartache. Almost lovers always do. I don't even know. I need to look it up. Goodbye, lover. Goodbye, my almost lover. I'm going to look it up. Uh, I'm going to look it up too. And Wait, was it because of somebody that you, that, that you let slip away that you never actually dated or was it an actual lover? Is this by uh, Almost Lover by... A Fine Frenzy. A Fine Frenzy. Song by Allison Sudel? Yes. Who is that? I've never heard of that. A Fine Frenzy. Almost... Oh, my God, yes. Came out in 2007. Goodbye, my almost lover. Goodbye, my hopeless dream. I'm not trying... I'm trying not to think about you. Can't you just let me be? So long, my luckless romance. My back is turned on you. I should have known you'd bring me heartache. Almost lovers always do. That last line is fire, though. Also, there were moments that I was in a pretend breakup so I could feel Sam Smith and Adele a little bit harder. I also... Relate to that. So that's also my truth. That's where I'm Hey, Swifties, back off. Back off, Swifties. All right, coming up, TikTok shows a troubling sign for a neighbor. Should you check in on people? This is actually super interesting, Mm. and it all stems from a Cold Stone ice cream delivery. Coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So this story is really, really interesting to me and also uh, uh, kind of scary in some ways. You know, TikTok is fascinating for a lot of reasons. A lot of younger people get their news from TikTok. Things go viral on TikTok all the time. Uh, I have mixed emotions about this story. Uh, but one person had concerns about their neighbor for a really, really interesting reason, one that you might not even think about if you didn't live in like an apartment complex, Yeah. right? Because oftentimes you might not go to your neighbor's front door and if you live in a house ever in your lifetime, if you're not friends with them. Uh, but if you have to walk by their front door to get to yours, it's a different story. So why don't you break down what the story is actually about and what concerned this neighbor so much? Okay, so this is crazy. It started off as like kind of funny. Apparently this neighbor must have ordered Cold Stone Creamery ice cream. Now, everybody loves ice cream, and if you don't, you're insane. So <laughs> Agreed. I, uh, so one of the neighbors comes out. Her name's Sheree, and she noticed that the ice cream was outside of her neighbor's door. And she was like, oh, great, she made a delivery. She comes home. It's still there. A week goes by, and the Cold Stone Creamery ice cream. Definitely melted. Definitely melted. It's still on. The okay, front porch. That's weird. That's weird. No one's going to leave ice cream if you've delivered it. So she started to get worried and she posted it on Instagram. She made a video explaining the situation and she said, I'm scared. That's what the caption read. Then it was viewed uh, throughout the uh, throughout the TikTok story. Also, she tells this this situation like I'm here. My neighbor hasn't come out in a week. Cold Stone mm. Creamery is still outside. Well, it got over 207,000 views and 5,000 likes since Sunday. The viral TikTok shows Wiggins' apartment hallway and an untouched ice cream delivery with text overlays. I think there's really something wrong with my neighbor. So then the comment section blew up and people were saying, why would it take someone a week? Why not days? Go get involved. Knock on the door. Someone else said, ask the apartment to do a wellness check. Hopefully that unit is vacant and the ice cream was delivered to the wrong door. Fortunately, the neighbor appears to be fine. A follow-up video posted earlier today shows the delivery is gone. Folks were super relieved that everyone was okay and emphasized the importance of checking in on neighbors. What happened? Sadly, I had to call for a welfare check last week on our elderly neighbor. She had been deceased for over a week. Check on your neighbor. Okay, but that was a comment, though. That wasn't this person, though, no, correct? No, it wasn't. This person moved out. This the- person moved out. And they accidentally had the food delivered to their old address. Right. So this right. is okay. So you're in the process of moving out. So the scenario here is that you're in your new apartment, getting settled in, and you order frozen yogurt. Yeah. But it's saved probably in your app and gets sent to your old apartment. Totally. And that's what they saw. Yes. That's what it was. But this comment though from somebody else says their elderly neighbor did die in their apartment and they had to do a wellness check. I went through this. You a just few years. went through this. Well, well, I've gone through it a couple of times. So yeah. my neighbor d- did just pass away, but her daughter and she had hospice care staying with her. Miss Schaefer, me rest in peace. She was ninety years old. I loved her. I got to spend a little time with her. My partner and I did a few days before she passed. Um, but she is my neighbor. But directly, my neighbor directly next to me, we share a wall for gosh, seven or eight years. He took his life, yeah. unfortunately, and I write about it in my book, and it was such a traumatic experience at the time, and I think the most traumatic part was for me that we lived, what, eight to ten inches apart, however thick a wall is, and I didn't know his name for all those years. 
yeah. shared a wall. Our doors were six inches apart. Well, but see, this is why I think it's okay. Like, I, I don't think that they were trying to invade, uh, you know, anyone's privacy. No. But I would want somebody to, if there was food or mm. something, I would feel very cared for, actually. Yes. And. Well, it's interesting. If you, uh, yes, because, so for instance, with my neighbor, Miss Schaefer. I would check her mail all the time. I would bring in, I was in her apartment all the time. Yeah. If there was a package outside, there's two, because she loved to shop on Amazon, honey. She would order things from her little iPad all day long, her little walker. She'd sit there in a little chair and just order things, right? And I would help her and I would bring in her groceries for her. She had somebody who helped her as well, who would stop by once a day. But if he wasn't there, I would help her out always. Well, this man who lived next to me, who took his life, uh, I didn't know him. And he also had some mental health issues, so he was kind of a loner. Turns out he was kind of a hoarder as well. And sometimes things would, would be sitting out his, outside of his apartment for days because he ordered a lot of stuff as well. Right. But he would just yell through the door because he was mentally unwell. Yeah. And so we kind of steered clear. So sad. But yeah, it is important whether you know your neighbors or not, check in on but them. this is also why I'm loving this TikTok generation because not only do you have the ability to capture things you mm-hmm. get a lot of different comments that are like you should you should just do a welfare check like you don't need to knock yeah just let your apartment know you might need advice yeah you might be a 21 year old who doesn't know what to do in this situation yeah and i think that this was really great and then good she has peace of mind they moved it was a silly mistake they can have a laugh about it but also the wasted froyo but that's really the bigger problem uh, that ice cream was frozen and that was not left. ice cream or frozen actually. it was nothing it was either neither of those things neither no we definitely got that part wrong. Yep. Great. Okay, coming up on what's popping, uh, Jedediah Bila? Bila? Bila returns to The View, clashes with co-hosts, and you won't believe her stance over the COVID vaccine. We'll talk about it next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for our first round of What's Poppin'. But before I let Michaela take it away, I do want to remind you, our show's also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, we'll get over it. As long as you listen to the podcast, That's head over to, head over to wearechannelq.com, download the Odyssey app now, and listen on uh, your mobile device. Uh, Michaela, what's popping? All right, so it started off okay. The former View co-host, Jedediah Bila, appeared on Tuesday's episode of The View, making her return to the daytime talk show. Now, it was a virtual appearance uh, because... We're still very much in a pandemic, right? And she's not vaxxed. She didn't want to get vaxxed. But what started off as a regular conversation talking about her new book, Dear Hartley, took a turn very quickly when Joy brought up the elephant in the room, the fact that Jedediah is in fact not vaxxed. Here's some of the audio. But the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting COVID. Oh my goodness. Reality, well, and no, we have that's seen that. not so. Come on. No, you've been at Fox TV you don't too have long. To enjoy. You don't have to listen to me on that. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to the director of the CDC. So she goes on to say that the director of the CDC doesn't back her. And then that's when Sonny steps in and starts sort of agreeing, obviously, with Joy Behart. She said, uh, we've had the United States Surgeon General debunk everything that you've just said. And I just don't think that we should allow, allow this kind of misinformation on our air. I'm really sorry, my friend. Now, Jedediah kept trying to get a word in to argue, but was stopped by Whoopi Goldberg, who stepped in, telling Jedediah it was time for a commercial break. However, Jedediah did not care. She took to Twitter. She said, the mandates are political, not scientific. The vaccine does not prevent you from getting or transmitting COVID. If you don't believe me, get it from the CDC's own website and director's mouth. Also, tell me again that it's about health when medical exemptions are denied. So it took a turn very quickly. The girls of The View. 
Also, let's be super crystal clear. Go back to an earlier point you made. She's trying to sell a book. Hello. She's a former host from Fox and Friends. And the book is about letters to her son being able to uh, experience his own freedoms and free speech. And that's like the the whole point of the book. Don't get it twisted, people. None of these conservative pundits give a flying F about your health. Yeah. They just don't. They're trying to make money. Tucker Carlson is talking about Montel Williams and and Vice President Kamala Harris dating 20 years ago because it helps his ratings. Like, they don't care. They want to get you upset and they want to get you fired up. They're all vaccinated, by the way. Fox has an almost 100% vaccination rate. Fox News does. Yeah. Yet they're telling their listeners the vaccines are, are they're anti-American. The, the government's trying to take... No, they're all vaccinated. They're, it's just the idiocy of this all. Yeah. People get scared. Listen, you might have your own concerns about vaccines or your own reasons. You might have health reasons. And there are there are exceptions. I, I get that. Of course. And and th- And she did say, Jedediah did say whether it's true or not, she had her vaccine specialist. But that's really that's really signed. scary thing to say though, because you It is, I you, but I'm just saying these co- are the, the When you question a lot of things like that, she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. You're trying to make people scared so that they'll buy your book. And they'll support your career. She doesn't care about those people. Yeah, you're totally right. Mm. All right, well, coming up, it is Wednesday. It's Red, White, and Q. Ryan Basham joins us to talk about if Build Back Better is in jeopardy after the infrastructure deal is done. We also talk about Basham. uh, Basham talks about Trump trying to keep the January 6th docs away from Congress and attempting uh, to run a shadow government. We have all that for you in our next hour next. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by our political expert, Ryan Basham, uh, to talk about Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan. Uh, is it in jeopardy now that the infrastructure bill has passed? You know, they were supposed to pass together. That did not happen. Is this one now dead in the water? Also, why is Donald Trump trying so hard to hide these documents from the tw- uh, from the January 6th insurrection back in 20, uh, early earlier this year? Gosh, I can't believe that was earlier this year. Yeah. 2021. That was I the same know. Year. I know. Uh, why is he trying to hide it? What has he got to hide? Yeah. We've got uh, his opinions coming up this hour. I know you love political conversations. There's nothing the I love more. So thrilling. I've been... Honestly, you look forward to Wednesdays and red, white, and Q mm-hmm, every week. I text Ryan Basham. I said, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Politics, am I right? Last night, I said, You have a good night's rest because mm. I am too. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, if you don't get a good night rest the night before, you usually sleep through this segment. So you catch up that way. Yeah. Which is no, really important. Well, to I didn't wish myself a good mm, night's rest. Yeah. I wished him a good night's rest because he's got to lead the conversation because mm-hmm. I'm probably going to check out, maybe eat some of my protein. Go, go bar. get a snack. Yeah. Yeah. Drink some of my gallon water. Listen, Michaela loves politics and sports. Her two favorite things in the world. <laughs> so did you hear, by the way, did you hear the Staples Center is renaming? What's up? Crypto.com. I think that's so weird. What? What does that mean? I don't know. But they they got seven hundred million dollars for a twenty year contract. But Staples Center is iconic. That's like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jackson. Like it's, what it's happened? The house that Kobe built always will be. But okay, but why are we doing that? Can we think of any? Because they made a lot of money and they broke a record. The same reason SoFi Stadium is called SoFi Stadium. They also broke a record at the time. They're getting a lot of money. Sports. Sad. Yeah, I'll call it the Staples Center forever. They're going to change the name officially on Christmas Day. And then by June of 2022, I believe I read, uh, they will actually officially change all the out- outdoor signage. So you can still drive by and see the Staples Center for a few more months. It breaks my heart.
Heartbreaking. Very I feel smart. like that reminds me of also when I've been going on Facebook or Instagram, I'm reminded that it's brought to me by Meta. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's right. That's also a thing. I hate when names change. I just hate it. I hate it too. I still call it the Kodak Theater. I so the, do. It's called the Dolby now. Uh, I call it Kodak Theater. Mm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. But also, isn't that where American Idol, their finale used to be there for I was just going to say, yeah, and so. it was the Kodak Theater for me, so it's more yeah. special for me to call it Kodak. You're such a bragger. You are. Ready to do some news? No. Well, you have to. <laughs> so it's your job, literally. Fine. Historic inflation in the U.S. is driving up the price of gold and strengthening the U.S. dollar. And investors and business leaders don't expect consumer prices to dip anytime soon. Gold is a popular method for investors to guard against the long-term effects of inflation. Meanwhile, the solid performance of the U.S. dollar shows markets are more confident in U.S. growth relative to other economies, like in Europe, where rising COVID-19 cases tally are leading some major nations to consider new restrictions. In the UK, inflation rates are the highest they've been in a decade, which could lead to Britain becoming the first major economy to hike interest rates since the pandemic began. Back in the US, the Treasury Secretary now estimates the government will run out of money on December 15th, not December 3rd as previously predicted. All right, it is Trans Awareness Week, um, and it's very important to share these stories. This one's devastating. Students at Berlin High School in Berlin, Wisconsin, walked out of class to protest the police and school response after their transgender classmate reported being sexually assaulted multiple times in the boys' bathroom. Earlier this month, the student, who has remained anonymous, said other boys cornered him in the bathroom and forced him to lift up his shirt and pull down his pants. He said this is not the first time he was attacked, that he was afraid to come forward at first. After he finally reported the bullying to the school, which contacted the police, Berlin police concluded that no assault had taken place. The, uh, the students were not okay with that. Dozens participated in the walkout, carrying signs, pride flags, and shouting trans lives matter as they are demanding the school take immediate action to make the school safer. Can you imagine being violated that in your school? No. And then the parents being like, nothing, nothing happened. The administrators, nothing, nothing wrong. Like, no. what do you do? Like, you wonder Where why, do like, you go? You wonder why, why suicide is so high amongst our trans and LGBTQ youth. Like, this is why. Totally. Your, your only a job as an adult, as an administrator, is to teach and to, and to protect these children. Yeah, truly. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be a high of 57 in New York, 70 in L.A., 73 in Vegas, 84 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 81 in Phoenix, 63 in Baltimore, 66 in St. Louis, 84 in Cathedral City, and 84 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. What lies before you and what lies behind you are tiny matters compared to what lies within you. I love that. Mm. I think that's really great advice. All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham joins us to talk about if Build Back Better is in jeopardy after the infrastructure deal is done. Coming up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm an American too, Rue, I am, but I'm also a big homosexual man, and as a homosexual, I really want to see Joe Biden and these Democrats pull it together, because I can't handle the thought of another four years of Donald Trump. Lord Uh, Jesus Almighty. But right now, there's, uh, I feel like they're missing some opportunities, and I'm a little bit frustrated, and once again, here to help us make sense of it all is our political expert, Ryan Basham. Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. Listen. Good morning. Infrastructure isn't the most sexy, the most exciting topic in the world. And I don't feel like average Americans actually care or know what's going on with the infrastructure bill. Um, and they're concerned that their eggs cost more and their Thanksgiving turkey is going to cost more and their gas costs more right now. So when it comes to the next part of this bill, uh, the Build Back Better plan, uh, it feels like even if they get it passed, Joe Biden might not get a whole lot of credit for it. So how do we break through all the noise and the concerns of Americans right now and first and foremost get Build Back Better passed and then also get Joe Biden some credit because these are big accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so much of what a president does is not felt until after they've left office. So, you know, I mean, the the infrastructure bill that I already passed – a lot of that money isn't going to be even begun to be spent until the middle of the decade. Um, so, you know, with uh, this newer bill or the, the second bill, the, the Build Back Better Act, the upside is there are a lot of things that people will feel right away around the care economy and extending um, uh, certain kinds of tax credits for working class folks and things like that. So it'll be some of those things. Will be a little bit more immediate but even even if we get universal pre-k for instance that'll take a while to spin up too so you know part of this is we as americans have to take responsibility for being more aware of what's happening uh, in our in our country's government and and pay enough attention to know that we're going to get a lot of benefits out of this bill that just passed and the one that's about to pass hopefully but it won't be for a while meaning politicians who do the things that are ultimately going to be good for us when they do them, not give credit to the people who take office after them. Well, well 
Go no, go ahead. God, I know I barely ever have anything to say, so let me just get this one out. <laughs> I, I, usually, I usually geek out on politics the entire time Michaela takes a nap. Well, but go ahead. What made me so happy was is I read an article where Pete Buttigieg said, "Listen, we're really going to make this happen. We're standing by Biden, and the infrastructure bill now that it's passed is going to be great." What are some of the things that Pete Buttigieg can do to really support Biden? What's he really talking about? Because you know he's part of the community, and I love to see. Somebody in our community really helping make that difference that we desperately need. Yeah, you know, um, the the transportation secretary in in an infrastructure bill with a lot of money in it, the transportation secretary has a whole bunch of visibility, a whole bunch of actually liability, but a whole bunch of power. So they've they've passed um, uh, they've passed this bill that spends more money than we spent in a generation on our infrastructure, and the way that money actually gets doled out is going to be something that runs through largely the transportation department. And he's going to get to go to all those ribbon cutting ceremonies and all those, you know, first shovel in the ground ceremonies. And he's going to get to work directly with um, uh, local politicians. What he's really going to be able to do is a be visible, make our community look good out in the country representing our government, but also be make a lot of connections. He's kind of laying a ground game. So you can expect that he's going to spend the next few years using this to build the kind of relationships that will help him run a more successful presidential campaign down the future. I I love that, but I I have to ask, and this is something where, oh gosh, I get frustrated with our party. I'm a diehard Democrat, and it feels like I see headlines constantly. Steve Bannon is going to take down the Biden regime, or I, or I see things, uh, you know, about how Republicans are going to keep winning with fewer numbers by redrawing the lines in all these states right now, and it feels like they just play smarter, not harder. They play smarter, and it feels like we're getting outmaneuvered at every single turn. And then we keep seeing, you know, Kamala Harris dated Montel Williams twenty years ago. That's what Tucker Carlson is talking I about. Mean, crazy, and his fans love that stuff. <laughs> While Don, but but we can laugh all day. long. Long, but if we're getting the floor mopped uh, by if we're getting mopped, you know by these Republicans, what do we do to like catch a headline and catch some flash? Because I feel like since Barack Obama, we haven't had that that spotlight in the way that I think Democrats need. I want you to think about that question. Yeah, because we're going to come back with you. We're going to leave our listeners riveting for your no, answer. No, they're just riveting. <laughs> That's an improper use of no, that word. No, it's not. Just, yes. I said Salivating. it out loud and I understood at the t- moment, okay? You don't have to call me out. Our listeners are salivating. They're on the cliff of their seats waiting to hear what Ryan Bash has to say. cliff of their seats. Just cut her. Cut her, Mike. <laughs> American, American, American. So, Michaela, I know we had a question for Ryan Basham uh, in Red, White, and Q before we went to commercial. Um, and it had to do with, you know, the flashiness of Joe Biden versus the flashiness of Donald Trump. Joe Biden falls asleep sometimes at uh, major international conferences. And it feels listen, like... running the world is an exhausting I, thing. Listen, I get it. It feels like we haven't had that sort of super enthusiastic leadership since Barack Obama. And the conversation now is turning to things like Kamala Harris dating Montel Williams two decades ago. So so how do we fight back, Ryan? Because it feels oftentimes like we have the truth and we have uh, progress on our sides. But then we just get cut off at the knees by Republicans and their tactics. 
Uh, you know, the, the problem is that a, 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 a super capable, intelligent, charismatic leader like Obama comes along like once in a generation, you know. So I think part of it is we kind of have to train ourselves as a society to value more than um, headlines and sensationalism. But I think, um, you know, there's always going to be the possibility that that the that the Republicans are getting um, more of that sensationalist kind of. Uh, vibe and we're just over here twiddling our thumbs trying to do the right thing quietly and muddling along and Joe Biden's falling asleep or something that that it could, it could always be that way and what we can do is not let them distract us because they do all that to distract us from the fact that they are deliberately trying to gerrymander congressional maps so that it doesn't matter how the people vote the the Republicans are getting to pick their voters so they can screw the Democratic Party out of dozens of uh, house seats. We can fight that, but we have to be aggressive about it at the state and local level because all that stuff happens at the state level. So like I'm involved with All on the Line, which is an organization started by former Attorney General Eric Holder under Obama. I, uh, I, I support them as much as I can. And that's a great place to go if you care about that, because that's something we can do that's tangible and concrete right now is prevent that from happening. Well, yeah, it's really true because, like, I will say this as a as a as a political sort of, you know, I don't want to say guru, but I I pay a lot of attention. I have for many many years. Hillary Clinton oftentimes referred to as a as a policy wonk, right? Meaning that mm-hmm. she's like she really really pays attention to the details. And what we found against Barack Obama and against Donald Trump. Pretty helpful. People don't really care about that stuff. They just don't pay attention to it. Uh, so we need a little more flash, but also we need to, like, retrain ourselves. I think you're right. Well, let's talk about a little flash because, uh, you know, whether you liked Trump or not, he's making his way back in the news. I really feel like they're starting to uh, campaign him running for president in 2024 low-key. He's never stopped. Uh, he, oh, yeah, no, yeah, but, but I feel like I've been again. seeing yep. these commercials. However, Trump is now urging the court to overturn the rubber stamp of January 6th committee. And I feel like that's just yet more distractions. That's literally the headline, Trump wanting them to overturn the rubber stamp. I mean, what's happening with that? What's going on with the well, resurrection? The resurrection? I mean, the insurrection. <laughs> May the Lord be with us. <laughs> Is it Easter, Jesus? Yeah, we need Jesus. <laughs> I talk about Trump. I, I, I need a cleanse. Listen, you're, you're doing your best, Michaela. Politics, am I right? Well, and to his supporters, it is kind of resurrection, right? Because I think of him as the one and only. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think um, one of the reasons why Donald Trump hasn't gone to prison in years past, I mean, years and years past, one of the reasons why he's been able to get away with being such a bad, truly bad business person and, and have the lay person think he's successful is that he has this epic strategy for delaying and intimidating in the courts um, so that the punishment that he should be dealt that should be doled out to him never makes its way to him. And that's what he's trying to do here is he's, you know, using delay tactics in the court to try and get um, the, this, you know, he's, he's betting that in the midterm elections, the Republicans are going to take back the house because of aforementioned gerrymandering. And also Democrats just don't vote in midterms like they should. Um, And he's betting on that and hoping that when he keeps trying to do things like filing to have this quote unquote rubber stamp of the one six commission, uh, or committee um, uh, uh, wiped out. All of this is just so the clock will run out and the number actually get a hold of his tax documents and his um, 
uh, and his uh, presidential papers and all those documents that he uh, that are at the National Archives he doesn't want people to see. He wants to keep all these things under wraps, which is what all these lawsuits are about. He's forgetting he's not the president anymore, and he doesn't actually have the power to be you know the big man in the room like he's pretending mm-hmm. to be. And so they may get this to work. They may run out the clock, but the hope is that the ju- judiciary moves quickly and we actually get to see those papers and see exactly how bad it really was. Well, I guess I guess this is what's really wild to me that – I just can't. I have a hard time. I really, really do try to understand, uh, you know, every side of a conversation, and and sometimes to a fault, right? But this really gets me because when somebody like you know when Benghazi happens, right, which Republicans made into this years long thing, Hillary Clinton sat there in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and for eleven hours, eleven hours answered questions mm-hmm. live in person, right? And and how was somebody able? If somebody is hiding that much. You have to be quite the mastermind to hide things for 11 hours in person when you're getting grilled. And she just calmly answered every single question everybody had for her. Now, on the on the flip side, Donald Trump is trying to hide the paperwork. He's trying to hide the transcripts. Like, how, how, how do people see that and think anything other than, oh, he's obviously hiding bad stuff? Yeah. I mean... That's that's because they're operating. They're living on Earth, too, over here where Donald Trump is a wonderful person and is just being persecuted by the liberal media and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. If you believe that, then it doesn't matter how bad all this behavior looks to um, rational people, because to them, it's justified. You know, he's taking extraordinary measures because to them, it's 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 something he has to do, because Mm. otherwise, the, you know, the libs will be taking him down. So, you know, I, I think the best we can do in trying to understand where people who see things that way come from is to, to know that they are unhinged from objective reality and there may not be any conversa- conversation you can have with them about it. It may be a lost cause. Mm. Well, Ryan Basham, we always appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. and We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, y'all. All right, coming up, more bad news for Travis Scott as he's hit with a 700 700- $50 million lawsuit, but other celebrities are included in that lawsuit, and we'll tell you what's popping. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, Michaela, what do you have for us? Okay, so this story's been devastating as far as Travis Scott goes, but Travis Scott, Drake, Apple Live Nation, and others will now need to answer to a massive $750 million lawsuit brought against them by more than 125 fans, including the family of the one who died at the festival. Now, the suit filed by Houston attorney Tony Busby is the first of others to come and places the blame on Travis and concert organizers for negligence and failing to properly plan the concert, train security personnel, and host a safe event. Among the plaintiffs is the family of Axel Acosta, a 21-year-old who's allegedly crushed by an incited, unruly, and out-of-control crowd with such force that he could no longer breathe. As for the staggering $750 million, the lawsuit claims it's to cover both physical and mental health injuries as well as the loss of life. Busby says no amount of money will ever make these plaintiffs whole. No amount of money can restore human life, but the damages sought in this case attempts to fix, help, or make up for the harms and losses suffered by these plaintiffs. Nothing more and nothing less. Now, Travis and Live Nation offered refunds almost immediately to concert goers, and the lawsuit addresses that offer calling it a transparent and grotesque effort of the defendants to limit their liability after the fact to the families of those killed or injured. 
Now, it's really sad because um, just uh, over 10 people have now lost their lives as a result of the Astroworld Festival. Yeah, a nine-year-old died the, the other day. most recent nine. Nine years it's old. devastating. Fell off uh, the father's shoulders into the crowd because the father passed out. I mean, you can't even wrap your brain around how how intense this really was. Um, And immediately Travis Scott, you know, paying for the funerals of all of the victims and giving money back to concert goers. But, and I don't believe that Travis Scott is is solely at fault here, not even primarily at fault, but he is culpable and there is some fault there and the whole system needs to be reworked. I think Live Nation really dropped the ball and uh, they should be paying big. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, Sandra Torres-Cone, a supervisory special agent from the FBI, is joining us to talk about how to properly report hate crimes, what you need to know, and why it is important. Coming up next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Come on, halfway there. You know what excites me? Tell me, baby. This is my second day of work this week here at the Morning Beat, and I'm halfway through the work week. I love that feeling. I was on the Wendy Williams show Monday, honey. You sure were, It was a good, good day. I posted a photo uh, last night. Uh, I also sent it over to Justin. I believe he it might be on the website or is going up on the website. Thank you for that, Justin. Uh, head over to We Are Channel Q right now. Uh, WeAreChannelQ.com if you want to check that out. But it's a photo that we took after the show. And it was a quick photo on a phone of the four of us. It was so cute, the though. The Wendy Williams audience in the background. And I've never taken a photo of that direction. I didn't know what the lighting was like. We're, we know. Yeah. And it turned out so fire. I love it. No idea how. I love it. There's another one, actually, I did not post. Maybe we'll put it on my Insta story. That was also really cool. I kind of debated. Uh, but it's so funny because sometimes I think I forget that people don't always know what you do until you remind them. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been, I've been this dude. Uh, it's the truth, though. Like, there I've really been a bad bitch truth. for years. Yeah. And I think people forget because... I posted a photo the day before of me just backstage at Wendy Williams. They're like, oh, neat. And I think people are like, oh, you must have been like a guest or or maybe you were just like there watching or something. I'm like, no, I hosted the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, I feel being like that's on what set happens. changes the perception. Well, being out of the pandemic, I think we're remembering like who the F we are. Sure. Like Lisa DJing again. Lisa had a year and a half or sat on the couch. Okay. So I always thought Lisa was hot, right? Like she's a hottie. But until, and I even saw her perform. In Denver at Pride. That was cute. Yeah. It's kind of a rinky-dink club. It was packed, but it was kind of dirty and whatever. When I was on that stage with her at Palm Springs Pride. Yeah. On Arenas Boulevard. Yeah. And the LED lights behind her, the Channel Q like logos going. She was going off. Yeah. I was like, am I attracted to her? But that's how I fell I in love I... with her in Vegas in those big clubs. Do I, and then... do I want to have sex with your girlfriend? I think you do. That's the question. Oh, my God, you now, lesbian. I'm now pondering. You're in love with my girlfriend. Wow. This all makes sense now. We're not even gay. Well, you did actually. You did actually fall for a woman who you did think was a gay man until you realized it was a woman. So that I did do that also. 
You've had a wild year. It's been an interesting 2020. <laughs> I thought 2020 was wild, but dang. All while planning a, a wedding to my fiance, who is very much a man, uh, yeah. and my partner of nine years. So who knows what's yes. uh, what the future is going to bring. Amen. But I, I do know what the, the next hour is going to bring. Tell me. We have a wild hour for you. I'm you, so excited. You should be so excited because we actually have an FBI agent on the line coming up in about 12 minutes from right now. Uh, and uh, Sandra Torres Cohn, she's going to be talking to us about how we can keep our community safe, uh, specifically our queer community, and, and how to actually get in contact with the FBI if you feel like your local law enforcement isn't doing enough. Uh, and this is something that we encounter all too often. You know, we just talked about, I think it was our 48th trans woman of color murdered uh, just the other day. You talked 25-year-old young girl. And um, so a lot of these a lot of these get escalated to the FBI, but how? Yes. She's joining us to tell you about that. And then we're going to f- switch gears just a little bit. B. Scott on the morning beat in about so 25 excited. minutes Listen, from right B. now. B. Scott is a Channel Q alum. They are, they are killing it. Yes. Over at BET, uh, the 20s after show. Uh, they're the first executive producer and host, uh, trans host at BET uh, as we continue to honor our trans brothers and sisters throughout the year, but especially this week during Trans Awareness Week. Uh, so we have a fantastic uh, banger of an hour coming up for you. So stick around for all of it. Right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? Well, there's a lot going on, honey. The FDA is considering whether to expand the emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine to include booster shots for all adults. A CDC advisory panel is set to meet Friday to discuss the same thing. However, some states aren't waiting for official sign-offs to start the process. Arkansas, California, Colorado, New Mexico, and West Virginia have all expanded eligibility for COVID-19 booster shots to everyone 18 and older six months after their second dose. Now, the Biden administration also plans to purchase 10 million doses of Pfizer's experimental antiviral COVID-19 pill. The pill, known as Paxlovid, has been shown by Pfizer to significantly reduce hospitalization and death from COVID-19. It's not FDA. It's not FDA authorized yet, but the drug maker says it will seek approval soon. Pfizer also signed a licensing agreement allowing it broader global access to the pill. All right, it is Trans Awareness Week, and it's very important that we share these stories. Students at Berlin High School in Berlin, Wisconsin, walked out of class to protest the police and school response after their transgender classmate reported being sexually assaulted multiple times in the boys' bathroom earlier this month. The student, who has remained anonymous, said other boys cornered him in the bathroom and forced him to lift up his shirt and pull down his pants. He said this isn't the first time he has been attacked, but that he was afraid to come forward at first. A dozen, dozens of students participated in the walkout carrying signs, pride flags, and shouting Trans Lives Matter. Students are demanding immediate action to make the school safer. Now, uh, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 57 in New York, 72 in LA, 72 in Vegas, 84 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 66 in Kansas City, 61 in Baltimore, 63 in Chicago, and 84 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. What lies before you and what lies behind you are tiny matters compared to what lies within you. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You've got more inside of you than you know. Yeah, so believe in yourself. Yes. All right, coming up, Sandra Torres-Cohen, a supervisory special agent from the FBI, is joining us to talk about how to report a hate crime, what they actually are, and what they can do about it next. 
All right, so a few years ago, Michaela, um, I've got a couple of nephews that were very young at the time, and I was asked to come babysit them. And at one point, I think maybe they went to bed, and I was on the couch, and I logged onto my phone to try to get into the Wi-Fi, and I saw on the Wi-Fi uh, one of the networks that I could log on to was FBI Surveillance Van. And I immediately oh, went to the I window. Know. I looked down the street. And I'm like, where are they? Are they watching me? Come to find out that that's just the, what my cousin named it as a joke. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I was nervous for a minute. Uh, the FBI is sort of this just like out there, ethereal sort of uh, agency that's got all this power and they know everything and they see everything. But uh, when it comes to things like hate crimes, uh, they can be very, very helpful to our community. But what exactly is a hate crime and how do we engage the FBI in keeping our community safe? So we're so fortunate to have right now on the line a supervisory special agent for the FBI, Sandra torres Cohn. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? And come on, female energy. Yes, Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So let's start off with the basics. You know, we talk about hate crimes a lot, unfortunately, on our show. And as members of our community, we we face them too often. Uh, Michaela, as a woman uh, and as a lesbian, myself as a queer man. But what actually constitutes a hate crime? Right. So for our federal level definition, it's, it's essentially a traditional offense, like it could be, a, you know, arson, vandalism, murder. Um, but we have to prove that there was an added element of a bias, like a motivating factor, um, motivating the, the perpetrator to, to commit the crime. And it's because of the, tar- the victim's race, ethnicity, religion, national origin, disability, sexual orientation, gender, or gender identity. Those are as it's uh, codified in our federal statute. I love that you add gender identity. That's a, that's a clarification I think is super important. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to brag, but my girlfriend calls 911 about everything. And I'm like, Lisa, <laughs> knock it off. We don't recommend that. We do not recommend that. Thank God my cousins are all police officers and part of, part of SWAT. They're like, Lisa, stop doing that. And she's like, okay, sorry, I just got nervous about something. But how does the <laughs> FBI learn of potential hate crimes? Do people just call in? Do you have people go out and check it out? Yeah, I could be all, any of those. Um, it's a variety of ways. You know, sometimes we just hear about it on the media before anything else, um, or they get referred to us from, you know, congressional office because a constituent called them or Department of Justice attorneys. Um, but a lot of times it is either a family member of the victim, the victim themselves calling us or walking into our office and, um, so, yeah, basically, however it is that we hear about this, and sometimes local law enforcement calls us as well, saying, hey, you know, we came on this call, it looks like it could be a hate crime, and that's another way that we uh, investigate. Well, I'll be honest. Every single thing I know about the FBI comes from television and film. That's, like, really my entire experience with the <laughs> FBI. But 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 so, it, so let's just say, for instance, because oftentimes, uh, depending on where our listeners are living in the country, sometimes – your local police, uh, they're not always the most trustworthy as a queer person, to be honest. Uh, and sometimes we don't feel totally uh, supported or comfortable talking to local police or we feel like maybe they're not they're not taking uh, issues seriously enough. Um, and what if what if somebody did want to elevate something and bring it to the attention of the FBI? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you then work with the police? Do you come in if, if it makes sense and do you supersede the police? What does that process look like? Right. And thank you for mentioning that, because that is something we're aware of. It's not just, you know, the LGBTQ community. It's a lot of communities, maybe the immigrant, non-citizen communities. Um, Unfortunately, there is some distress at the local level with their local law enforcement. And 
we are doing everything we can to get out there and say, look, come straight to us. Call the FBI. Um, we do have a great partnerships with local law enforcement in, around the country, and they often call us, but not always, right? So even when they when they're they work the case and they do a great job, they may forget to call us and not realize that we're interested in doing a, a federal case. So you know, my whole take home message is just don't be intimidated to call the FBI directly or walk into our building if if you live close enough to one. Um, because we are looking to not just investigate these incidences, but make inroads with the communities who need more of those trusting relationships. Mm. Well, if you're just uh, tuning, tuning in, we're talking with Supervisory Special Agent for the FBI, Sandra Torres-Cohn. Now, within the pandemic, we know that there's been a, a lot of crime and, and a lot of things happened between you know, protests. But has there been an increase in hate crimes? There has been, um, I think, statistically, according to the Uniform Crime Report, which is an annual com- com- compilation of, of hate crime statistics, it's about 25% increase since 2015. And our own FBI caseload has increased uh, as much as 64% from 2019 to 2020 when it comes to hate crime. So, yes, unfortunately, we have seen an increase um, and, you know, we're doing everything we can to combat that because we know that when there's a hate crime, it's not just that one or two victims that got uh, targeted. It could be in a whole community that can um, relate to those characteristics of that victim and feel in fear until the case is solved. I'm going to say I'm I'm just going to say this and you don't have to make any comment because you're nonpartisan. But Donald Trump was our president during that time period where the hate crimes increased. And I'm just going to put a little bit of that on his shoulders because his rhetoric is very, very hurtful to our community. Uh, But we thank you for doing what you can to keep us safe. Uh, You know, a lot of that that trust uh, has been eroded in these last few years of all of our institutions, right? The FBI included. Uh, What do you want our listeners to know about the FBI and the work that you're doing day in and day out to keep us safe? So I really want to let everybody know that the FBI is essentially a group of people. And, uh, you know, this is my second career. So I can say, you know, um, this is a great group of people to work with. And um, I actually never miss a good opportunity to recruit because we need to reflect the community we serve. So anyone out there listening that's ever thought of working here, Please go to FBI. Listen, I can't do it right now, okay? I've been really busy. I'm trying to just finish doing the morning show. I am Italian. I have a bad temper, Sandra. But if you need me, just let me know. Okay, good, Michaela. I'm talking to you. (laughs) So so if if our listeners do have something they want to bring to the FBI, uh, is there a website or a phone number where they can get a hold of someone? The most um, easy to remember way is either to call us at 1-800-CALL. FBI. Oh, that's perfect. 1-800-C-A-L-L-F-B-I. Or um, because we have like a clearinghouse, they take in, do the intakes of all complaints and then they get them to the right office. Or go online to tips.fbi.gov. Tips.fbi.gov. Thank you so much uh, for the work you're doing, uh, keeping our community and others safe. Thank you so much, Sandra. Oh, yes. Thank you. Coming up, B. Scott joins us to talk about their after show for the hit series 20s on BET. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, this next one's a bit of a homecoming for us. We're super, super proud of B. Scott. They're out there doing it in the world and has something really, really exciting you need to know about tonight. Uh, welcome to the program, B. Scott. How are you? Hey, babe. Hi. 
I am so good. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, I have to tell you, I met you when Channel Q very first started. You're a former host on Channel Q. You were so incredible. The tea that you spill, the information (laughs) that you share. I just love it. And I'm so excited to connect with you again and talk about what you're doing now. Oh, thank you so much. It's exciting. It's definitely a full circle moment. For me being back here on the channel as well as being on BET. Oh, BET, um, honey, yeah. that's yes. that's that's the that's the moment. That is that is a that career. Is the moment. Yes. <laughs> that's a career moment. <laughs> Let's talk about Twenties. So, Twenties uh, is a is a huge hit for BET. Uh, also nominated for a Glad Media Award, uh, and you're doing the after show uh, tonight at ten thirty on BET. What can our listeners expect? Your listeners can expect like a show. I always wanted my show to be a place or any show that I do to be an escape from your day. And you can come and you are going to hear us talk about all the different topics that are on 20s. But also my celebrity guests are going to be stopping by, um, you know, tonight on the 20s. Um, there's going to be um, my really good friend, Kenya Moore from Housewives of Atlanta. Come on. She is going to, yes, she's stopping by and I'm going to be grilling her about her divorce, her new love interest, if any, as well as um, Dancing with the Stars. So that's happening tonight. Um, And, you know, playing fun games, having just a good time. I want people to leave anything that I do um, with a smile on their face. Now listen, I I feel like, I feel like this is serving a little bit of like watch what happens live, but in a cool, newer, amazing version. And I think that um, yeah. also the cast of Twenties. My one of my friends, Nazanin, is on the show, and I think she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Will you have the cast members joining you, if ever or if always? Always. So that and so each episode is going to fe- feature at least one cast member from the show to discuss what happened on that particular Love. episode, as well as celebrity guests. Um, or related people to the show. You know, one episode we had um, the people who were responsible for the fashion and discussing that and, like, how that plays into um, the characters and and what they may be going through in that particular episode. So all the nuances related to 20s um, are going to be showcased. Absolutely. Well, I'm kind of curious to know, did you ever in your wildest dreams believe that, first and foremost, Love B. Scott dot com is one of my go-to destinations for all the news the gossip the pop culture millions millions of readers every single day uh did you ever think that 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 part of your career that launching would lead to something like this i mean not just not i want to give you the credit this dude because this is a big big deal um you've been dubbed the queen of tea by usa today right and you're also the first trans <laughs> non-binary person who's hosted and executive produced a show for BET. Now, we saw when Lil Nas X got out on that stage at the BET Awards and ruffled some feathers, and and yep. and it was a big, big deal. BET historically, maybe not the most inclusive of queer representation, <laughs> but honey, that is changing, mm-hmm. and you are changing it. You're how, changing how it. Proud, how proud are you of all those accomplishments? I'm really proud. I mean, there's many, there's a, n- a number of things I want to say here, but um, in, in regards to the website, lovebeescott.com, I'm so grateful. Um, that is truly my, my bread and butter and my, the place where my love muffins, my fans can always find me and support me. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, they have always, it's been consistent support there. Um, and as far as, you know, 
me having a show and being the first trans non-binary person um, on BET to host and executive produce, um, it's just, it's mind boggling. And I paved the way for people like Little Nas X to do that. Mm. Um, you know, me and BET had a little dust up in 2013. Um, and that kind of started, I believe, the ball rolling in terms of, you know, making change. And I'm happy to be a part of the change that I helped pave the way for. Mm. You know, in the past, I felt like I was standing on the outside and watching all the change that, you know, all, all the time that I had been pushing for come to fruition. And so to forgive and to be a part of um, the change that is happening in this country is beautiful. And also with my own people, you know, I'm mm, a person part. of color. That part. You know, I'm a person of color. And to do, to, to be making the change in my own community at BET is so much um, more special to me because I want people of color and I want um, people who see people of color in our community to understand that, you know, there's so many complexities that exist and there's a beautiful intersectionality that exists within our community and that should be celebrated. Mm. And I want people to celebrate who they are and stand in their truth and be proud of that. Amen. You know, I think it's something it's so interesting that you said that uh, I think oftentimes we've all felt like maybe we've like made a change or we've done something and we feel like an outsider looking in being like, oh mm. my God, can I like, can I get my uh, glory? Can I like be a part of it? Can I, hello? Or there's a dust up <laughs> and pushback and you no, keep going. No, but you know what I'm going. saying? And you're like, yeah. I did all of this. And for what? For me to be on the outside looking in? And I feel like yep. that's such a, that's kind of like the the worst feeling, especially when you know you're doing something right. And so to have the yeah. payoff of having your own show, really creating history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the advice that you would give to your five-year-old self, like, don't give up, mm-hmm. babe, you know? I mean, is that yeah, is that yeah. what you would say? Absolutely. Like, because, you know, when I, I, ne- I, ne- I didn't have a B. Scott growing up. So I grew up in a small town outside of Ahoski, North Carolina, um, with a population of less than 500 people. We didn't have no internet. We had no cable. We had three channels that we had to go outside and turn a pole to get. Mm. And if someone would have ever told me that I would now have a national Mm. um, television show that I'm hosting, executive producing, as well as a site um, that so many people come to um, on a daily basis, millions of people, um, and to be known for being like a digital media pioneer when I didn't have no internet growing up. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just, just mind and, and, and to be now that person for, you know, someone to feel more comfortable with who they are. It did, means so much. Did you to say to be that person? I mean, there it is. I mean, there it is. It's who you are. Yeah, to be. Literally. Literally to be. Also, quickly before we let you go, Kenya Moore is coming on the show. You mentioned it earlier. I need you to get the tea, the real tea on how she actually feels about Nene Leak saying she might come back to the housewives. Oh my God, Nene, come back. Nene, come back. I don't want this. I don't want this watered down, Kenya. I don't don't, don't need to even ask her about that. She does not want Nene back on the show. So, no. That's a hard no. Listen. And I think as far as the network goes, um, that's a hard no, too. I know that production um, was hoping um, to maybe get um, some scenes with Marlo. That was one of our exclusives, too, that production was hoping to maybe get 
a few scenes with um, Nene with, through Marlo, who is now a full-time housewife Oof. and holds a peach, a peach holder. Uh, um, a peach holder. But, yeah, but the network um, reached out to me and shut that down. Mm. So that's 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 not going to happen. Well, listen, I, I don't, and then you also saw that Andy Cohen mm-hmm. um, just, they asked him about it, and, and he responded to, oh, I think that Nene would um, want me to keep her name out my mouth. Uh-huh. Amen. That's But you know, but you, but you know, the quickest way to patch up a relationship in Hollywood is some money, and they could both make money. I'm just saying, never say never. <laughs> Listen, uh, B. Scott, so we good. love you. Go to uh, their website, lovebscott.com, and make sure you're tuning in tonight at 10:30 on BET 20s after show with B. Scott. I just want to say congratulations again. That story was so, so sweet that, like, you grew up no internet, no cable, and here you are. It's so inspiring. Congratulations again, B. Scott, seriously. Thank you so much. I just want people to know that anything is possible if you stay consistent with it. And um, you guys have a great day. Coming up, Laura Ingram has no clue about the Netflix show You, and it really shows. We've got the audio coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, every now and then, uh, what's popping is a little extra special, uh, and this one is one of those uh, this one of those moments because Laura Ingram uh, from Fox News is a wild, wild woman, and showed us just how wild recently during a segment that went left. And uh, we got the audio for you, Michaela. What are the details? What's popping? Okay, this is hilarious. Now, somewhere, Laura Ingram is still confused about what happened on her own show. Monday night after an exchange with her guest that she unwittingly turned into a classic comedic moment. So Ingram Ingram was chatting with Fox News contributor Raymond Arroyo about woke storylines in Hollywood productions when he brought up the Netflix show You and the episode that mentioned measles. But it quickly gets confused with Laura Ingram. It's about a minute long audio. Take a listen though. It's very funny. It is an antidote to the politics and all those woke storylines in so many shows today. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on You. What? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Ray, what is Ray even hearing what I'm the saying? I never had the measles. Was on you. We never did a. <laughs> We never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I? Is this a joke? I, know. I don't even know it, what you're talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had Raymond. I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You. What is you. That okay, so it's they continue you. to go back and forth. She's okay, not both, understanding. Okay, but also they're both kind of morons because who explain? No, he should say repeatedly. It's a TV show called You. He kept saying, it was on you, Laura. Okay, so it turns out, to me it was so funny, the clip obviously went viral. It turns out this morning, Raymond Dorio has since taken to Twitter to confess the whole thing was a plan, saying my favorite part was that only regular viewers realized it was totally scripted. So after the moment went totally viral. Oh, they're trying to be funny? Yes. They think they're SNL, honey. This is conservatives trying to be funny. This is what it looks like measles and you and Laura going I don't know what you're talking about Raymond I don't get I don't get conservatives yeah I don't understand like what yeah. a boring life yeah I could see that 
I could see that. <laughs> what I think it's earth? really funny. No. It did, though, remind everybody of Abbott and Costello that Justin has pulled for us. Take a listen. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean, the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> who is on first? Why are you asking me for? I don't know. Now, wait a minute. I'm, not I'm asking you who's on first. That's his name. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy on first. That's it. <laughs> Okay, that's so this, okay, this so is, that's what they think they're doing. But this is fascinating, though, because you really want to break this down. The nostalgia of it all uh-huh. and the whiteness and the white America, the throwback to, like, make America great, the 1950s. And, you know, and, and, and this is the type of humor that basic white people want to go back to because they don't understand talking about what they call woke culture and woke. Yes. Pro- it's not woke. It's representative. Yes. And you're not the only people in this country. I know I'm white. But I'm very much a queer man, and I love that about myself. Yeah. But this this idea that we're going back to the cis, white, straight, male-dominated patriarchal society forever, and that's the way that America should be, is laughable. I hear that. I also did think it was a pretty funny skit. It was, like, so stupid. Like, it's on you, Laura, the measles. Like, I thought it was really stupid, and I laughed yesterday. It was funnier when I didn't know it was scripted and that they were really, like, morons. I think it's—I laughed— at them. Of course, not with I them. didn't laugh with them, yeah. and there's a difference. All right, well, you always laugh with us, these two co-hosts who are serving you entertainment all day, but we also serve you very important conversations uh, because the chief executive officer of the Transgender Health and Wellness Center, Tommy Clinton, is joining us to talk about what she's doing during Trans Awareness Week and how you can help coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Coming up in our final hour in about 15 minutes from right now, we're going to be joined by Tommy Clinton, who's the executive director of the Trans Health and Wellness Center as we continue shining an extra special spotlight on our trans community this week uh, during Trans Awareness Week. We do this all year long, but uh, this week in particular, it's super, super important uh, more than ever. Uh, So we can't wait to be joined by them coming up in about 15 minutes. So stick around for that conversation. Uh, Right now, it's time for some news on The Beat. Michaela. It's your time to shine. So the FDA is considering whether to expand the emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine to include booster shots for all adults. A CDC advisory panel is set to meet Friday to discuss the same thing. However, some states aren't waiting for official signups to start the process. Arkansas, California, Colorado, New Mexico, and West Virginia have all expanded eligibility for COVID-19 booster shots to everyone 18 and older six months after their second dose. The Biden administration also plans to purchase 10 million doses of Pfizer's experimental antiviral COVID-19 pill. The pill, known as Paxlovid, has been shown by Pfizer to significantly reduce hospitalization and death from COVID-19. It's not FDA authorized yet, but the drug maker says it will seek approval soon. Pfizer also signed a licensing agreement allowing broader global access to the pill. Our historic inflation in the U.S. is driving up the price of gold and strengthening the U.S. dollar, and investors and business leaders don't expect consumer prices to dip anytime soon. Gold is a popular method for investors to guard against the long-term effects of inflation. Meanwhile, the solid performance of the U.S. dollar shows markets are more confident in U.S. growth relative to other economies, like in Europe, where rising COVID-19 case tallies are leading some major nations to consider new restrictions. In the U.K., inflation rates are the highest they've been in a decade, which could lead to Britain becoming the first major economy to hike interest rates since the pandemic began. Back in the U.S., the Treasury Secretary now estimates the government will run out of money on December 15th, not December 3rd, as previously predicted. All right, it is Trans Awareness Week, and these stories are important. Students at Berlin High School in Berlin, Wisconsin, 
walked out of class to protest the police and school response after their transgender classmate reported being sexually assaulted multiple times in the boys' bathroom earlier this month. The student, who has remained anonymous, said other boys cornered him in the bathroom and forced him to lift up his shirt and pull down his pants. He said this isn't the first time he was attacked, but he was afraid to come forward at first. After he finally reported the bullying to the school, which contacted the police, Berlin police concluded that no assault had taken place. Police are now reportedly investigating another alleged assault. The students say took place this time, he says, and included a video. He said they were surrounding the stall door and one was recording through the peak hole. They saw my bottom half and after that I stood in the stall crying. Now students are demanding immediate action to make the school safer. Dozens participated in the walkout carrying signs, pride flags, and shouting trans lives matter. All right, let's get into a little weather. It's a high of 84 in Cathedral City, 84 in La Quinta. 68 in St. Louis, 63 in Chicago, 72 in Atlanta, 63 in San Francisco, 66 in Kansas City, 82 in Houston, 84 in Palm Springs, 72 in Vegas, and 72 in L.A. Now give us a vibe of the day. What lies before you and what lies behind you are tiny matters compared to what lies within you. Love that. All the answers are inside you, Michaela. They sure do. All right, well, coming up, it is Trans Awareness Week. What? All the answers are inside of you, Michaela. They sure do. They sure do. I know, I tuned you out for a second. Sorry, honey. I'm back. All right, coming up, Tommy Clinton, Executive Director of the Trans Health and Wellness Center, is joining us to talk about what you need to know when protecting our trans community and how much work they've been doing when it just started with only $10,000. It's an incredible story. We've got her next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. We're super excited and grateful for our next guest. Uh, Tommy Clinton is the Chief Executive Officer of the Transgender Health and Wellness Center, uh, which she founded back in 2015 with only $10,000, and she is joining us now. Uh, Tommy, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm getting my coffee, so oh. I'll be better <laughs> You go, that. Tommy. Get yeah, that coffee. You get that coffee. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we want to talk about Transgender Day of Remembrance, which is coming up. Uh, what's going on? Well, you know, this year, it's been a really tough year for the, the trans community. Uh, all the, the deaths altogether equal about seven, over 70. Mm. And, um, and it's made it to where the point where the transgender community has to look over their shoulder again just to leave their homes, use the bathrooms and things. So Transgender Day Remembrance was founded on the fact to bring invisibility to violence and the need for us not to exercise violence against others. And uh, even we may have our differences, uh, we should always uh, find other ways or peaceful solutions. Remember, the, so, remember those days? Where? What? Oh my God! I know when people got along. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that that seemed like it was about six years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> true. Oh, I want to talk to you about uh, what's new at the Transgender Health and Wellness Center because it's so great, it's so important, and and you're doing a lot of really great things. Well, yeah. So uh, it, it, I I was told I couldn't do it, uh, which was the funniest thing this man said to me. And I started with ten thousand, and now I've got four locations, and I am just a little under a million dollar budget. And uh, Ooh, I, yes, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a flex. I also love that you're like some man told me I couldn't, so I did it. <laughs> it's always like, some man, yes, right? Yes, honey. Yes, it is. It, it, it was a man thinking that he knew everything about everything, and I now he retired, and I'm doing. I'm still moving on. Well, well, so, not- uh, <laughs> so I actually, from my understanding in Southern California, I think I'm I employ the most 
uh, trans people, uh, we say it about 75% uh, employ uh, mostly part-time, uh, about 20, I think I'm at my 23rd right now. And, uh, and so it's a really interesting environment, especially for the transgender, gender nonconforming and intersex people in the community. When they come in, they're already affirmed. They don't have to worry about misgendering, things like that. They're already in a, in a safe environment where people already get it. That is and, so uh, beautiful. Yeah. But listen, not not all men are bad, not all of them, just most of them, to be fair, but not all men, because uh, Joe Biden is one of the good ones. He, he's trying to make his administration more inclusive than any uh, previously. Uh, but what is this new White House committee that you've been asked to join? Because you've got the president's ear. Well, well, just so you know, my fiance just proposed to me, so I might have to give Biden a run for his money. Cause he's oh, another good- oh, <laughs> congrats. <yes>. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, he, he took me overseas and uh, he finally presented the rock. Oh, so yes. We love that. <laughs> yes. So I, I have been blessed to um, be on one of the White House committees for LGBTQ uh, health. And we are we were working on a uh, policy recommendations for Joe Biden uh, to open access for health equity for LGBT people, because even when you go into the South, it's still extremely difficult for people to access HIV medications, uh, you know, and other things, hormone replacement therapy for trans people. Surgical or cervical and examinations for lesbians. Mm. And so. So it's a really it's about opening up more health equity, which in turn improves a person's life and allows them to you know reach their highest potential. And so I, I'm blessed to sit with some big names that I know that are, are, are elders in the in the nation. And I was looking at the list and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. You know, and and it's just a great opportunity to see the White House really being more open and wanting to do something where it just helps everybody. Uh, and, and I think that's a great, great thing that we can work on well, together. Tony, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think that, uh, we do watch our trans brothers and sisters, uh, still not making mainstream media, uh, the way that we deserve. We just reported on Jenny DeLeon. She was a trans woman, 25 years old, murdered. Nobody talks about it. And it's so frustrating. What is the greatest threat to transgender people today? There is a big conversation about uh, uh, race and color uh, that if we the, the young lady, I forgot her name, that her boyfriend and she came up missing uh, and she's a beautiful white female. Oh, yeah. It was member. They were like camping. She was 21. Gabby. Yeah. Mm. Petito. Yeah. Gabby Something. Petito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And so they get all this attention. And then when you get people of color that are one of the highest rates of, 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 of murder and, and other social injustices, they don't get the attention. And, and that's a conversation that I think we have to start bringing to the media to, to, to hold a little bit more accountable uh, because, you know, it's not always about the clicks and, mm. and, and that's a big issue there. But the, the biggest problem that is happening in the trans community that I see, um, and uh, I've been around since the eighties doing this stuff uh, is I, 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 after our political climate that had been developed from our last uh, president created a, a, an atmosphere that violence is okay. And so individuals 
who are different, it's really about victimizing them and taking away their happiness and victimizing their families when they when they do this violence. It's not only about the murder. It's what the murder does to others. And it's about a lack of respect for life. And trans people just want to live. They want to live. They want to work. They want to have a home just like anybody else and and pay taxes. I My girls tell me, do you see how many taxes they take out? And God, have you met my boss? He's awful. I said, that's living authentic like anybody else. That <laughs> yeah, it's all of yeah. us. <laughs> well, I, 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 do, I do want to, Tommy, before we let you go, I do want to point out that uh, you have something really fantastic happening at the Transgender Health and Wellness Center this weekend here in Southern California. What's going on? Yeah, so we're going to have Precious Brady Davis and her husband down. Uh, she's pretty well known. Uh, and uh, it, she's going to be presenting. And also we're going to have Joey Soloway, which was the writer and producer of Transparent. And they're going to talk about um, the need to support the trans community and also, you know, just talk about their journey. Uh, it's Precious is a really interesting story because her husband's a trans man that carried the baby. Mm. And so there's these conversations and curiosity around it. I'm like, well, that's real interesting that that's just breaking down the dynamics. So we, you know, the money that we raise from it actually goes for our free mental health program. So we offer free mental health. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to access and it's not a big, long waiting list. And, and it's very helpful to a lot of people. It keeps them from harming themselves. So it goes for a good cause. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. Um, if our listeners want to know more about what you're doing or how they can support you, is there a website they can head to? How can they find out more? Yes, it's uh, www.trans.health. And our phone number is 760-202-4308. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Tommy, really. No, thank you for having me. I listen to you all the time. Oh, oh my God, we got a listener, oh God. AJ. Michaela we got thinks a she's listener. famous again. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Talk to you I listen to you in my office here. So, oh my God, so we appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Jake Gyllenhaal broke up with Taylor Swift a decade ago, so why are her fans coming for him now? They're taking it to TikTok, and we've got the details next. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. 22 Dutch university students just did something really, really incredible uh, that could be a step in the right direction towards saving our planet from certain doom. Ready for it? Ready, honey. They completed an 1,800-mile road trip powered only by the sun. Now, these uh, young students are on a quest to show that sustainable vehicles can let you travel the world without harming the environment. Uh, and and this is really, really fantastic. They say their van, which they named Stella Vita, is the world's first solar-powered mobile home. Not just a car, a mobile home. Uh, it's got a solar panel roof, wings that fold out with additional panels when parked to, uh, of course, absorb that extra energy. And the team was doubled, uh, has doubled the solar surface to 17 and a half square meters, which generates enough energy to live and drive on. Mm-hmm. This is really fantastic because, listen, it's like gone are the days where we can ignore conversations about global climate change and about the effects uh, that humans are having on the planet. Our kids, our kids' kids, they're not going to have a planet to live on uh, if we don't do more uh, quickly. And to see this younger generation take up this task is really beautiful because God knows the adults of the world aren't going to do anything. A thousand percent. So kudos to these young 22-year-olds. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I wasn't absolutely. doing that. What was I doing at 22? 
I wasn't trying to save the planet. Hanging out. With, no, no, you weren't hanging out with me yet. I was going to drag shows and hooking up. Yeah, you were. Well, you that, were that drag- lasted until 32 also. There was a full decade of What'd that. What did you do at 33? 33? Well, I was in a relationship by then, Michaela. I actually, actually debuted my first national talk show with at that Amelie? age. Yes, we were together by at that 33. time. Oh my God, I love that. Yep. Wow, that's so cute. Okay, I have a very cute story. Uh, as promised by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau okay. in 2015, he wanted to end a ban on gay and bisexual men from donating blood, right? Yeah. Because that's always been a big deal. Time. It's like so ridiculous. And it's set to happen. Within weeks, Canadian Blood Services is expected to ask Health Canada to allow it to remove questions about gender or sexuality, basing screening on higher-risk sexual behavior instead. Potential blood donors could be asked if they have had multiple sexual partners and about their sexual behavior rather than sexuality and gender. Hello. Get into it. This is the news we want to tell. I think it's great. I mean, come on. If somebody needs a blood transplant and there's the opportunity to have so many people in line wanting to give it, you're really, you know, it's such a... If you're willing to do that, you should have the option. Yeah, but absolutely, also, that's a life that could be saved. Also, uh, also uh, Trudeau, uh, he's cute. He's hot. He's a good looking guy. Let's just, let's just throw it out there. How, put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah, you never Justin, know. Shoot your shot. Justin, not only are you hot, but you're, a, you're an ally to the community. Amen. And you deserve praise. You know what? He deserves a day. Our producer, Justin, thinks we're talking about him we're right now. We're not Justin. We're talking about Justin, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. <laughs> Both I Justin. would like to say that on Wednesday, November 17th at 9.55 in the morning Pacific, 12.55 Eastern, we have named today Justin Trudeau Day. Here on the Morning Beat. Also, speaking of something good, how about something great? You ready for that? I'm ready. Odyssey and Channel Q bring you Happy Holiday, our exclusive holiday music station, especially curated with all of your favorite LGBTQ plus artists and allies singing the biggest holiday hits of the season. Okay. Artists like Sam Smith, Ariana, oh. Mariah, Madonna, Beyonce, Gaga, Britney, and more. We've got everybody. We've got you covered. We've even got icons like RuPaul, Sylvester Stallone, and Michaela. Not Sylvester. Stallone. Sylvester. Did I say Stallone? Yeah. I read an article about him earlier this morning that he's uh, producing uh, another film, and I think Could it was on my imagine? brain. imagine? Sylvester, and I was trying to get to this icon. Get to her. This is a big one. Get to her. Michaela Gordon. Woo! Sugar and Spice, Woo! also on the Happy Holiday uh, station. Michaela! Super excited for this. Just search Happy <laughs> Holiday on the Odyssey app to listen now. Oh. To get the Odyssey app, if you don't have it already, head over to wearechannelq.com. I am thrilled to death, honey. We're never going to hear the end of this. She thinks Ryan she's famous Holt, now. Our program director just gave me a thumbs up. Probably going to start crying now. Probably going to eat some McDonald's because I like to eat when I'm happy. And tell me something good is sponsored by McDonald's. Tis the season to treat yourself and drink up the holiday joy. Now get a small peppermint mocha hot or ice for only $2. Prices and participation may vary. Oh my God, listen to it. It's me. <laughs> it's never going to get Speaking old. Speaking of holiday music, though, you know who might get added to that list soon? Who, honey? We're going to have him on the show next week, Darren Chris. Darren Chris. Darren Chris has a new uh, Christmas album coming out uh, and can't wait. Uh, but uh, but on tomorrow's program, we have a big program tomorrow as well. Just keep talking so the song can play longer. <laughs> as we continue honoring uh, Trans Awareness Week, make sure you guys tune in because I believe on tomorrow's show, uh, we've got Joey Soloway joining out. Two-time uh, Emmy winner, no big deal, uh, going to be calling into the Morning Beat to tell you about something really fantastic going on this weekend in Palm Springs. Also going to be joined by Precious Brady Davis, a couple of icons in their own right. We've got a great week planned for you. It's only getting better for the rest of 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Kayla, just listen to her. She's over there smiling, <laughs> listening to herself. And now here is Sugar and Spice by Michaela Gordon. Ay, ay, ay. Not Gibson. Goodbye. Goodbye.